Let's be radically honest. The reason you decided to become an entrepreneur wasn't to put yourself last and sacrifice your health and well-being. You were looking for freedom. Imagine if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working any harder. Imagine if stress and overwhelm were a thing of the past. What if the way forward isn't about a brand new approach and all you need is a mindset shift instead? Business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce is here to guide you through letting go of the underlying beliefs that are holding you back so you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life. Welcome, everyone, to this week's show, whether you're joining me here live in the studio or maybe you're listening to live or streaming so many incredibly awesome places. I want to welcome you uh, over the last four weeks now. We have been diving into the Go-Giver book, uh, the original Go-Giver book by Bob Berg and Joe John, pardon me, John, John David Mann. This is my copy that I have here. There are actually quite a few copies of The Go-Giver in different areas. Um, This is one of my new favorite books. And I say that because although I'd heard about having a Go-Giver attitude, uh, I belonged to be an eye for the longest time, which their philosophy is givers gain. And I had, had heard about it, hadn't really spent a lot of time diving into it. And then this uh, past summer in August, I think it was August, I was part of a, a challenge that we did called the Go-Giver Challenge. And I did that through the Community Clarity, Confidence, Connection, Events and Summits. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Please feel free to join there. We happened to do a challenge there. And I really fell in love with uh, what's referred to as the five stratospheric laws of success. Originally, when I decided to do the same thing here on my show, I thought, well, I could get this done in two weeks. And of course, the first week, I realized I have a lot to say. <laughs> it's, it's typical. I have so much to share with you that I wasn't, I knew that I wouldn't be able to get through uh, all of the laws when I wanted to. And so I decided to stretch it out and do it over the next five, uh, uh, over the following five weeks. So we're on week number four. And um, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the other laws if this is the first time that you're here. And hey, if this is the first time you're here, welcome. My name is Ranchal Van Bryce. And you know what I love to tell people is I believe there is a universe designed business plan. <clears throat> I say business plan, there's a plan, but you know, um, truth be told, the people who seek me out are entrepreneurial in nature, uh, have a business or a profession. And what I share is that I believe there is a, a uniquely uh, a unique plan designed for you. And um, some of the tools that I use are human design. Uh, I also use the 11 spiritual laws. I tap into different books um, to help you integrate, actually apply, integrate and embody a new way of being so that you can create this uh, epic life that I know that deep down that you know that you're meant to have. And perhaps maybe your story was like mine, was I tried every single strategy out there and they would work for a little while and then they wouldn't. And I took it very personal and I started to really wonder what the hell was wrong with me. Now, in complete transparency, that's one of my limiting beliefs that I uh, work through. And I was to say have overcome, I would say mostly have overcome, was that I'm not good enough and there must be something horribly wrong with me. And so those Uh, pieces uh, um, were always showing up in my life, no matter what I was doing. And so as I started to explore different facets of my personality and different facets of my human design, 
I uncovered uh, that other people have that same sense, that same belief, that same story. And so then I decided to come on board here with Inspired Choices Network, um, actually last last year in April, to share my passion with all of you, to share what I believe is success and success is really defined by you. It doesn't really matter what I think success is for me. What's important is for you to define success. Um, I think it's really important that we, when we're creating this life, if we have a business or profession, then we use our business or profession to create this epic life. And we don't wait to live life when we have time or when we can fit it in around our business, because I'm sure some of you are experiencing that just doesn't work. It doesn't fit in. So what if we focused instead of um, building the business and then having a life? Let's switch it around a bit. Let's build a life and use the business as a vehicle to that uh, to that life. Now, with that being said, today, we're going to dive into the law of authenticity and the most valuable gift uh, you could offer is yourself to be authentically you. And today we're going to journey through this law together uh, amid the hustle and bustle and grind of what you're doing. Uh, if you're listening, excited that you're here. And if you're listening to the replay after, excited that you're here. For me, uh, authenticity is um, has been extremely important and especially I would say to around about 2018. And I say that because there were a few things that I, I took literal from my mom and dad, one being um, fake it till you make it. And, you know, now I know what my parents meant was sometimes if you're not confident, you act as if you're confident and confidence follows. If you're not happy, you you uh, you be as happy as you possibly can in that moment of time and happiness will follow. I am a bit of an extreme individual. And so part of that then for me was just like uh, fake it till you make it meant for me to uh, to be fake. And I can say that it was quite easy for me to be that way. And here's why. Uh, growing up as a child of an alcoholic, I'm a chameleon by trade. That's one of the things that we do when, um, as the children of alcoholics, we chameleon. I'm also in human design, I'm a reflector. So I'm a uh, reflectors are chameleons as well. So it, it became more natural for me to be who other people wanted me to be, depending on where I was. And so the cool thing is, and there is a cool thing, the cool thing is I can fit in anywhere. So I can be with bikers and fit in the biking. I could be with lawyers, accountants, doctors, um, athletes, like it doesn't really matter. Um, I can kind of come in and I can quote unquote fit in, but at the same time, I never really felt that I fit in. So it's kind of the conundrum. Um, so this particular law means a whole lot to me because I decided in 2018 to kind of figure out who I was. And that started as I, my children's uh, father and I uh, separated and I moved to Red Deer and I had to um, have to have an opportunity to paint the condo uh, that I was in. And I couldn't figure out what color to paint the condo. And it was because I had spent most of my life pleasing other people. And I really wasn't even sure what my favorite color was when it came to um, painting a room. And I had noticed that most of the things that I had done uh, in my marriage with their dad was to ensure that he would be really happy um, and to sacrifice parts of myself, to dim who I was, to dim my light. 
at the same time, and this is what's so crazy about life at the same time as doing that and not being authentic to myself, of course, then I wasn't really authentic with Darcy. And there was an energetic disconnect between the two of us because he uh, sensed that at an ener- at an energetic level. The other part of that is um, it never occurred to me, and I shared this last week, it never occurred to me to do things in his life to make his life easier. I, I rather, so the, here's a little bit of a mind bend, how I showed up in the relationship was a certain way so that he would love me. So that's a different energy, right? Showing up one way because you love somebody and you want to make their life easier versus showing up in a way because you want someone to love you. So there was an um, an uh, uh, almost a sense, I guess, or a real energetic feeling of inauthenticity, inauthentic or inauthenticity with me. And if you would have asked me that years ago, uh, probably before 2018, I would have said, hell to the no. Um, I'm real, right? Uh, what you see is what you get. And as I started to do some really deep diving personal development, I realized that that actually wasn't the truth. I really wasn't me. In fact, I didn't really have a clue about who I was. And as I've been pe- uh, peeling apart these layers, I've had this opportunity to uh, to do a deep dive. In fact, yesterday I posted on Facebook under my personal profile, would love to be connected with you. Uh, so at Ranchelle on Facebook. And I was talking about, uh, I took a photo yesterday, it was my birthday, I was 55 years old, and I put unfiltered, I had an unfiltered photo. And I talked about uh, no longer filtering what I say or who I am or what I do as well. So having a no filter doesn't mean that you have to say things to offend people or shock and awe people, but it means that you're really not filtering yourself. So I look at that as a personal self journey. Um, so when in reviewing this particular law, uh, the law of authenticity, which is the fourth law, the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. I'm reminded in the book of the story of the woman who is a real estate agent. And um, as an agent in her first, uh, I think it was her first year, she discovered that she really wasn't doing a great job, that she had no uh, no sales. And she was trying all of the cool, neat, different ways to like sell to people, all the different closes. And what she realizes in in the gift that uh, Pindar, who is also in the book, gives her is that she's really not just being herself. And so she has had a general interest in people, a general concern for people. And when she showed up that way, she created a incredibly dynamic and successful real estate um, company, real estate as a real estate agent. And so, you know, so what can what can happen then is if we look at um, being authentic, what we have to offer is us. But the first key to that is, as I kind of hinted to it, is who are you? Like, who are you authentically? Who do you want to be authentically? And embracing all of um, embracing all of those things. I know some very important people in my life who are authentically curious and they ask lots of questions and have been maybe uh, conditioned to or taught that to not do that. But if you authentically are curious and ask a lot of questions then you want to authentically show up that way because people can sense that. And, and feel that. My partner, Rob, he is authentically, has he has what in human design called the gate of shock and awe. 
Rob is authentically at his core, someone who likes to shock people, who likes to tell stories. If a fish was this big, the fish becomes this big. He's a storyteller by nature. And he catches a lot of flack for being who he authentically is because people have a judgment around that conditioning about who he is. But if they actually got to know him, he is so not what people think he who he is. So what about for you? Um, where Maybe where have you been taught or told to like settle down, uh, you know, put a lid on it, uh, not show up as your authentic self, right? It took me some time to figure out really who am I and uh, what do I do naturally? And I'm naturally a kind person. I'm naturally concerned about people, but I show up in a differently than nice people. I don't do things because it's nice to do things. I do things that I'm drawn to. Uh, I'm kind. I love people unconditionally. I see people's potential um, over and over and over again. Those are some of my gifts. Now, our gifts also can appear to be uh, challenges or obstacles. So being authentic isn't about, oh, it's all sunshine and roses. Being authentic has nothing to do with that. Being authentic is being true to yourself and not worrying about what other people say about you or worrying about other people's opinions. One of my favorite quotes, and I'm sorry, I don't know who it is by it, but what, the, uh, what people think of you is none of your business. What people think of you is none of your business. When you can live your life from that authentic place where you're so comfortable with yourself, when people talk about you, and they tend to talk, you will um, have less impact on you. I'm not going to say it won't have any impact. I mean, perhaps maybe that's for some people. But I'm I, there's a part of me that is in awareness of I still have a concern. I want people to like me. That's authentically who I am. Is that because I have uh, challenges with my value and where this? I don't know. Could be. It could be. I mean, I certainly did before in my past. Or it could be that I just authentically want people to like me. I don't have to figure it out, but what I can do is just experience the isness of who I am. And so, you know, what would be your experience of who you are? Now, on the opposite side of this, authenticity is the things maybe that your shadow self. And so uh, I'm going to encourage all of you to think about who you authentically are, right? Um, perhaps maybe even who you want to be. There might be a disconnect, who you authentically are and who do you want to be? What's the connection between the two? And how are you not showing up as yourself? How are you showing up in your in your shadow self? Because all of this is so important, I think, to be to live authentically, to be authentic. And I must share with you, when you start to explore that, when you start going down that path, it really is liberating and creating this epic life from my perspective. So from this is my own personal opinion, for me personally, living my epic life is about having sovereignty over myself it's about loving myself through the shadow pieces and the great pieces it's about showing up authentically and when um things don't go my way being aware of it i'm saying go oh, things don't go my way because i feel that sometimes it's not going the way i want to being aware of it and surrendering into it's really i have no control over that right um all i all i have quote unquote control over is my thoughts around my experience and surrendering into what divine has planned for me. So that's my other definition of success. Success is following the path that's being laid before me 
and allowing my intellect, my thinking mind to take the passenger seat and allow divine, the divine in me drive. All right. We're already at our first break, if you can believe it. Thanks so much, everyone, for hanging out with me. So much appreciate you. My name is Ranchelle. You are here with me, perhaps maybe on Inspired Choices Network or maybe one of your favorite podcast platforms or TV platforms. And we'll be right back after the commercial. Thanks. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something you have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Again, my name is Ramshaw Van Bryce. And um, often people ask me, what do I do? You know, I've always struggled with that. Honestly, I've always struggled with that particular question. Um, I think part of it is because I do a lot. I have a lot of uh, a lot of background information. So actually having an incredible conversation with our producer here beforehand. And I used to own Curves franchises. And so through Curves, I have um, a, a few different certifications and diplomas, kinesiology, nutrition, um, exercise, uh, all of those things. And then I have this incredible opportunity through sales and marketing. I love that. I'm a reverend in metaphysics. Uh, so I have a bachelor's in metaphysics. I'm a business intuitive. So what do I do? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> so really, what I love to do is work uh, with entrepreneurial and professional women. I do have a few male clients, but typically, you know, my client base is women. And I think one of my superpowers is kind of taking your struggles and taking what's going on with you, taking your pain and um, really turning it into prosperity and prosperity, not just from a financial perspective, because that's a little part of it, but really from a being perspective and who you be, not versus what you do. And um, if any of that appeals to anything that I, I've uh, shared with you uh, so far today, I really would encourage you to reach out to me. I am easy to find on Facebook, uh, on um, Pinterest, actually, all of them, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, it's easy at Ranchelle, which is R-A-N-C-H-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. If you really are enjoying what's going on today, I'm also going to gift you something. And so I, every morning from Monday to Friday, 
at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. I have a divine message that I share that's Chai Channel. I do a meditation in the morning. A message comes to me and I hang out with some incredible people. And so if you would like to join that, please let me know and or just go to ranchellevanbrice.com backslash daily, D-A-I, pardon me, L-O-Y, and uh, join me and uh, check it out to see if you uh, if that resonates with you at all. So pretty, pretty simple, uh, pretty easy to find. So we were talking about the universal law or pardon me, the stratospheric success of uh, authenticity. And I shared with you just a couple of my own personal stories about when I've been authentic and when I've been inauthentic and maybe some of the conditioning that I took on, not through the uh, fault of my parents, because they said something like fake it till you make it. And I took it and it meant something completely different (laughs) to me, which uh, ended up for me showing up, not really knowing who I am. So. In this story uh, of the go-giver's story, again, there is a woman, she's a real estate agent, and she realizes that what she could authentically give is herself over um, all of the uh, competitive advantage. If you're in business and you've ever had to write a business plan or you've worked with a business coach, they ask you what your USP is, your unique selling proposition is, or they might ask you your competitive advantage. I don't know about you, but that's always been really difficult for me to uh, to figure out. Now, again, I'm sure it has something to do with my story of not feeling like I was enough, my um, concern about not having enough value or worthiness. So in complete transparency, I believe that influenced that. But even now, when I think about my competitive advantage, it took me a long time to figure out that my competitive advantage, like your competitive advantage, is you. You are now, you are you, if you are showing up as you. So your your authenticity is your competitive advantage. Right now, the challenge in business truly can be how do you turn something like that into tangible? And I'm going to share with you that perhaps maybe you don't even have to share it as a tangible, but maybe it's just a knowing that you have. Right. Maybe it's just a knowing that, you know, that you're different and that would give you the confidence to show up differently in your business. For me, that has been um, that has been a game changer. So when we think about authenticity, uh, did you know, I guess let me add this, did you know that from a from a vibrational standpoint, if we were to measure authenticity, it measures higher in frequency than love. Think about that. Authenticity measures higher in frequency than love. Now, why is that? Because there is no one else like you. And if you keep on trying to model or mimic or be something or someone that you're not, then you are naturally vibrating at a lower level. So how this affects you on a day-to-day is think about your belief system. Think about your values. Think about what's important to you and ask yourself, Is this mine or does this belong to somebody else, right? Is this my value? Is this my belief or does this belong to somebody else? I'm going to venture to say that 60%, at least 60% of what you believe, you believe because it was passed on to you, if not higher. And so you have an opportunity to check in with yourself. Is it yours? 
do you actually believe that? Or would you like to believe something else? Would you like to show up differently? Do you have a belief that you can't, right? One of my natural roles in life is the rebel, right? I am naturally, I mean, as a kid, I certainly had my moments of rebellion, but in my, in my human design chart is the rebel, right? I'm meant to shake things up in the world a little bit differently than my partner, Rob, who has the gate of shock and awe. So I don't need to shock or awe people. But I'm meant to question into the institutions. I'm meant to question authority, right? Now I can decide authentically for me, what does that look like, right? Do I want to be, you know, standing out petitioning people or do I want to quietly go about my day and be in the background and question from that perspective? Excuse me. Um, When I realized that, when I understood that I could authentically be the rebel in my own way, things rapidly changed for me. So what about you? Where are you at? Who do you authentically want to be? And take some time to really, really think about what that could look like for you, right? One of the questions in the book here, so I'll go back to the book, thank you, is um, there's a story again of... uh, the real estate agent, she says, uh, the most valuable thing you have to give is yourself. No matter what you think you're selling, what you're offering, you're really offering is you. Um, she glances back at the at the towards the back of the hall, and Joe, the main character, if you've been following me, was startled to realize she was looking directly at him, or at least it certainly seemed like it. You want great people skills? She leaned in towards the audience as if confiding something to her best friend. You want people skills? She repeated, then be a person, right? She looked around from face to face. Can you do that? Will you do that? She looked to the left and to the right and again, meeting the gaze of dozens of individuals. It's worth 10 times more than all the closing techniques that have ever been or ever will be invented. It's called authenticity. Joe remembered wondering what mysterious power this woman held over them. And he knew just what he had, he knew, pardon me, he had just heard the answer. Now, what's really interesting is for many years, um, I used to uh, teach uh, sales. And so I certainly don't know all of the, you know, fancy terminology for closing a sale. The most important one that I learned my very first, I would say my very first real sales job, right? I used to waitress. So that's actually a a service sales job. But my very first, what I would say, customer service or sales job was with a company called Winterco. Um, And I was living in Regina, Saskatchewan at the time and uh, had this incredible boss. Um, His name was Don Slobowski. I remember him because I learned so much uh, from him. And so anyhow, I'm I'm at Winterco. I'm working part-time because I was going to the university, uh, the U of R, University of Regina, working part-time and um, having this conversation. I'm helping a family. And there, I just, I re- like, I remember like it was yesterday. So there's two kids and a mom and dad. And uh, we, we lived, in, like I said, we lived in Regina. They were going to Alberta, going to Calgary, I think going to, um, I think it was actually Banff, around Banff going skiing. So I had them all geared up. So they had ski pants, right? They had ski jackets. They had mitts, right? We had, because we had, every, we, everything was um, custom made there through the company. So they manufactured and sold. So 
So they had mitts, they had scarves, they like they had everything. We didn't have skis or like goggles or anything like that, but anything that could be constructed in the warehouse, they had, they wore, they had it on. And I was so damn proud of myself because I was like, this is going to rock. I'm totally going to impress Dawn, right? And so then we're sitting there, we're chatting. I'm having a great time with their family. And the father says, thank you so much. That was fantastic. And we're just going to look around. And I remember thinking like a WTF moment, like what? I just spent like an hour and a half with you people and you're going to look around like what the fuck, right? And so, and so um, I'm, they left and I turned around and said to Don, what the hell? Like, I don't understand. And he said to me, did you ask for the sale? I said, what do you mean? He goes, Ranchal, he said, you have to ask people. You have to ask people for the sale. If you want someone to do something, you actually have to ask them to do the thing. It was the most important lesson I've had, not only about sales, but in life. If you want something, you you need to ask for it. And I was in awe because I just thought because I was so good at what I was doing and I was personable and we had such a good time and I was great with their kids that they would just say yes. How many times have you done that and have you had a conversation with someone and you just thought that they would say yes to whatever it is, whatever product or service And you didn't actually ask them to purchase. You didn't ask them when they wanted to start or whatever that works for you, right? We hesitate to ask for what we want. We hesitate to be authentic, right? If you just did this one thing, and I'm going to talk specifically in sales. If you just did this one thing when you were having a conversation with somebody and you were... um, whether it's a sales conversation or what, let's let's just say you're in a sales conversation and you just started asking people, right? Um, how uh, they would like to start. And you, I mean, there's lots of ways you can ask that, but I guess what I'm really sharing with you is take a chance because it, it, it will feel kind of awkward at first, right? Especially if you have challenges around your own value and own worthiness, it definitely will feel challenging to ask somebody to buy something from you, right? But do it. You don't, and and, and after break here, we're going to go to break here, but there is a, a series of things that you can do to quote unquote overcome objections. And I'm going to share with you um, my own opinion with some guidance from your guides and my guides of where I think the direction of sales is going. And I'm bringing this into authenticity because the first step to having successful sales is to be authentically who you are. So you might need to take some of your quote unquote sales training and set it aside and show up as a real person. Show up as a real person, have real conversation with people. And look to see what happens to your sales. We're going to talk about that after our next break here. Thanks so much for joining me, everyone. Love you to bits. And I'll see you in just a moment. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something you have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. 
Join Ranchell Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. So before we went to break, I shared a little about a story about um, closing sales. And my own personal story about the first time that I that I had uh, was in a in a sales job, in the sense of real sales. Now I've been in the hospitality industry before that, and I got to tell you, if you want to learn sales, quote unquote sales, go and be a server, um, because uh, there is an opportunity there to learn all of the things that you need to. I'm going to give you a quick example, and then we're going to talk about objections. Um, my mom and dad uh, owned a hotel in Humboldt, Saskatchewan, and they built it when I was 14 years old, and I had the pleasure of working there. And I remember the first time that I started work, I was 14, I was the weekend janitor, I started like five o'clock in the morning or some insane hour that I started. And, um, you know, the first day that I went there, my dad drove me and took, and took me and told me that I had the most important job at the hotel. Because when people walked to the front entrance, I was responsible for cleaning the front entrance. And if the entrance wasn't clean, we actually were on our hands and knees cleaning, we didn't use mops. So uh, if the entrance wasn't clean, that, that people would make a decision as they walked in, they would make a decision about the hotel based on a first impression. Now, if that's not sales, I don't know what is, right? You're selling something, you're, you're, per, you're portraying your brand, right? So through every interaction that you have in your profession, in your career, if you have a business, you have staff, every interaction is a is a sale, right? It's a brand, it's, it's its opportunity because you are your brand or you have people that represent your company. They are they are your company. They are your brand. People make just snap decisions really, really quick. Every time I worked in a different part of the hotel, and it's the only time my dad ever drove me um, to work, he would tell me that I had the most important job. So um, I worked as a chambermaid. I had the most important job because the hotel rooms need to be cleaned. I worked at the front desk. I had the most important job because people, when they walked in, they had to see a smiling face. When I waitressed, I had the most important job. I learned my first quote unquote upselling um, as a waitress. And um, and it was just in a simple thing like this, which is when people, when you are going to bring people's bill ranchal, you don't ask them if they would like another cup of coffee. What you say to them is, can I grab you a piece of this most famous apple pie to go with your last cup of coffee, right? Add on clothes. <laughs> and so, and um, 
it was really natural for me because we had great dessert at the hotel right? and the coffee was great. So it was simple for me. And it made sense to me to be able to have people love the things that I loved. And I wanted to share all the things that I loved. And I happened to love dessert and the apple pie that was there. And I took that ability to see that from a very different perspective. And so when I um, when I went into this job that I was telling you about at Winterco, um, I was reminded at that time was like, of course, it's just like ask, it's just like grabbing somebody the last cup of coffee or a piece of dessert to go with coffee. It made perfect sense to me that we must ask for what we want in sales and in life. Now, if we're inauthentic and we're trying to sell something. Uh, we won't sell something. If you have fear when you're having a conversation around someone buying a product or service, people will pick up energetically on your fear. If you don't believe in your product or service, people will pick up on that. This is why authenticity is the number one um, lead up to, I guess, a great salesperson. You know, in um, when I had the curves, franchises we were told how to overcome we were trained on how to overcome objections and again incredible life training for me because I learned the psychology of selling which is someone needs to say no to you in their head five times before they say yes right so there is a certain psychological pieces that you can put together in order to have higher conversions. Now, if you do that inauthentically, or if you do that to convince, con, uh, uh, connive, manipulate, it doesn't matter how good of a salesperson you are, it will come back and either people will buy something and have buyer's remorse, or they won't purchase from you because they can they can feel your inauthenticity. You know, when I had the Curves franchises, our closing rate at the Curves that we owned was 90%. And I think the average was 70%. And over and over again, head office would ask me, why is your why is your closing rate so high? And at the time, you know, um, my response was because we practiced, because I did all the sales training, which is true. I did do all the sales training. Now I can look back at my life and go, it was because I really believed in curves. I believed in the exercise program. We had an incredible weight loss program. It changed my life and it changed so many other people's lives that I, because I believed in it, I, I, I was so authentic about assisting women and having them love themselves regardless of their shape and size, right? And so I authentically showed up at curves. And the women that we hired authentically showed up and they were able to share their stories. And because of that, because uh, because they were so open to receiving and open to sharing, our sales were really, really high. Now, yes, there is formal training that you can take. Um, and if you want to have a conversation around overcoming objections, let me know. Seriously, I, I, you can have it for free. Right? Let's have a conversation. Um it's interesting now in the position that I'm in when I have a conversation with people. I don't quote unquote overcome objections. If someone says I need to think about it, I honor that because it's an investment, right? It, and um, and I think what the direction that I see, so this is what I promised you before the break, the direction that I see sales going 
is this formal style. These all these you know cool and tricky ways to close are going by the wayside because energetically all of us are wanting authenticity and sacred love. We're wanting acceptance. We're we're, we're starting to see the inauthenticity. We're starting to see um, the the patriarchal nature of the institutions. And we're, we're starting to see how it no longer fits with our soul. Now, if you feel like you have to overcome an objection, right, to get the, the, to get the sale, I'm going to venture to say that you haven't sat down and had a real authentic conversation with the people, like eyeball to eyeball, or even if you're building a landing page, um, whatever that looks like for you, you haven't had authentic conversations with people and that you're following and regurgitating what you think the latest strategy is. And people, I'm going to tell you something that this in this day and age with the, the uh, amount of intelligence that we have and the awareness that we have as buyers, we can collectively uh, be in awareness of when we're jumping into a quote unquote marketing or sales funnel. And there is tons of resistance. Who the hell wants to jump into something where they know they're just going to be fed a whole bunch of BS afterwards via whatever, via social media or um, via email? What if you showed up authentically and you really did give more value? You took the go-giver life that we're talking about here and applied that to your said sales and marketing campaign, right? It's important. Campaigns are important. Strategy is important. Systems are important. Tactics are important. I'm not saying they're not important, but I'm certainly saying that, that I'm going to venture to say that the way you're showing up is not no longer working for you if you're still listening to the call. <laughs> because I'm saying something that resonates with you and you're like, okay, this makes this makes sense to you, does it not? People don't want to jump into a funnel, Right. People are happy to have conversation with you. They're happy to learn from you, right? If you show up in this, so let me, let's recap. If you show up in this go-giver fashion, and thank goodness for this book, truly. The laws itself are in um, any universal laws. I follow Raymond Hollywell's universal laws, and the laws are there as well. What I really love about this book is it's tiny, it's succinct, it's uh, said through parables and stories, which I love, as you can obviously tell. So the five laws of stratospheric success, the first one was your true, uh, the law of value, pardon me, your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. So if someone's going to jump into your quote unquote funnel, give them more than what they than what they paid. Now, just because you know, your, maybe your funnel was free. Okay, let's think about that. It needs to be more valuable than the free, <laughs> like, right? So just be in awareness. What if they paid $100 for that? Is the stuff that you're sending out worth that? What if they invested in your high-end program? That's the kind of value you should be sending out, not this piddly like, blah, 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 buy me. Blah, 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 you suck, buy me. Like, I really want, I'm really passionate, I'm sure you can tell, about changing the way that marketing is done in our world. Because I think the way it's done right now kind of sucks, personally. The law of compensation is your income is determined by how many people you serve, and how well you serve them. The law of influence, your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. And next is the law of authenticity. The most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself, right? So, um, so important. Now, if you built your quote unquote funnel, 
sales strategy, marketing strategy around the this, you're going to have a kick-ass, kick-ass business. It, it can be nothing but that because it's based in universal laws, number one. It's based in a less concern about what's in it for you and more into how can you assist others to their greatness, to their purpose, to their fill in the blank. It changes the way that people show up. And I think that's what we're being called to do right now is to shake things up in the institutions and look at what we're doing and going, is this still working and what else can happen? How can we replace the things that aren't working? Right? And I think the way that we do sales and the way that we do marketing is broken, right? And the, the, um, the consequence of that is so severe right now. I'm going to even venture to say, I've been witnessing post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, I realize those are that's like a really big thing to say because there's a lot of trauma in other areas. So I'm not diminishing or dismissing that. But what I want to say is this way of so many people showing up in the way that they've shown up has caused great stress in our world. Great stress. Um, in my world of, of, of uh, the personal development in my world of the law of attraction, I'm watching coaches over and over again say, act as if it's okay to, you know, uh, do, put a second mortgage on your house. Act as if I'll buy this and everything will work out. That's not what act as if means. That's not act as if. That's bullshit. And act as if is take a part of that. Be the person, right, you know, that you want to do. And a great example would be, and then we're going to go to break here. The, a great example is from a book of Florence Shin, The Magic Path of Intuition. And she's talking about one of her clients who was living in a hotel room and wanted to buy a house. And the woman bought a carving knife. She bought a carving knife, not the damn house. She bought a carving knife. She bought the carving knife and she said to Florence, I bought the carving knife because there's of no use of a carving knife in a hotel room. That's acting as if. Buying the house when you don't have the money to pay for the house, that's not acting as if. That is completely different than acting as if. So I'm calling out all my, my coaches, stop saying that. Stop saying that because it's not my opinion, only my opinion. Uh, it's a strong one, I get, but my opinion is that's not what, it, that's not what the law is. That's not the law. Um, all right. I'm going to pause before I start my my next like little tidbit of information I want to share with you. Let's go to our, can you believe it, our next break. When we get back from break, we're going to wind this up all together. We're going to talk a little bit about next week and um, a few more downloads that I'm getting. So thanks so much, everyone. We'll see you shortly after break. Thanks. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something you have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email 
to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. I'm authentically dancing. <laughs> I love dancing. I love it, love it, love it. Music starts to play. Uh, my body just moves. Um, I bust to move wherever I am. It doesn't matter where I am. It could be in a car. It could be in a grocery store, uh, wherever that is. Next week's show is the law of receptivity from the go-giver's way. And so we're going to talk about that, continuing our journey um, from the go-giver's way, which is a fantastic opportunity. I strongly had suggested uh, in this week's show that if you're looking to create some sort of marketing funnel or sales funnel, that you go grab the book. Now, there's a lot of books in the Go-Giver series. Um, I would recommend all of them. I've, I've read almost all of them now. And um, you can create an incredible market uh, marketing plan an incredible sales strategy, an incredible business plan actually around the concept of the go-givers, those five stratospheric laws of success. And I venture to say, if you do that, you will have a very successful business or profession. It's showing up in a different energy. It's letting go of the energy, the uh, patriarchal energy. Now, uh, I'm going to pause here. I'm being, I'm being asked to pause. Hang on. There is nothing incorrect or wrong about a patriarchal energy. Uh, in fact, we need both divine masculine and we and divine feminine. What I'm sensing in the world is this uh, patriarchal energy that I'm referring to is an energy of pursuit, a penetrating energy, a chasing energy. Right? Think of the male anatomy. What we're being asked to do is to open ourselves up to a creation and to manifestation and to a divine feminine. And we need both. We need to take action, right? We need to do the things and we need to we have an opportunity to create. Uh, and then, of course, we can manifest from the from the creative place. So I am not male bashing uh, or masculine uh, bashing or um, emasculating men or the male energy. We need both. What I am saying, though, it's been heavier on one side. And uh, my personal uh, opinion is that women in business tend to burn out faster if they're only um, in the energy of the divine masculine, that it really needs to be this balance of divine feminine and divine masculine. And sales, from that perspective, also uh, from this the energy of both divine masculine and divine feminine. We have an opportunity really to build something so cool here in life. You know, all of us are here to contribute something. And if there's any kind of confusion that you have in what's the right strategy for you, I want to encourage you that, yes, I mean, we've been taught over and over again that successful people follow what successful people do. I don't know if you've heard that. I certainly have. And there is some truth to that. There is some truth to that. However, most of your success will come from you, from deep within you, from your connection to divine source energy. There is a prosperity code within you that is different than the prosperity code within me. And it cannot be the same. Now, I can take some of the things, you know, from the different mentors that I've had, and I can think about that. I could even process it. And maybe process is a better word, because if I think too much, if you think too much, if you use your mind, your brain too much, it actually keeps you stuck. There's no problem to solve. There's nothing right or wrong. There's no judgment in anything. We have the experience. We have the isness of it. If you're wanting to create a different outcome, <clears throat> what's required then is for you to show up differently. 
you need to uh, change maybe some of your beliefs, some of your mindset, some of your values. Uh, you definitely need to change the way that you're showing up. Uh, otherwise, the outcome you have is the same that you've had. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just sharing with you kind of the isness of the situation. So if you're following systems and strategies that are no longer working for you, have you thought maybe it's not the system or it's uh, not you, but it's the system or the strategy that you're following? Perhaps maybe it's not in your wheelhouse of your personal prosperity. Perhaps it was in the in the, the hub of the person who developed and designed it. That kind of makes sense, right? It's super successful for a lot of people, but not for you. Makes sense to me, right? In human design, uh, as a reflector, I'm less than 2% of the population. So if I follow something, let's say that I generator, it's just a design type. The words might not mean anything to you, but follow the concept. If I follow the strategy of a generator, uh, it's not going to work for me because I'm not a generator. I am a reflector and my role here is very specific, like your role. So if you feel like maybe you're following something and it's not working, consider that it's not you. Consider maybe you're following the wrong model, that you need a business model that's tailored to you. And so my invitation for you is to reach out to me and we can have a conversation now my conversations are not code for sales conversations because here's the thing. I am a coach and I have different programs that I start. I um, I don't take a lot of one-to-one -one clients. However, I have a few spots for one-to-one -one clients and that's the sales pitch that you're going to get. So if you're interested in how you can show up differently, connect with me. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or email me at rvb at Ignite Your Success. Happy, happy, happy to help you establish perhaps maybe what's um, your own prosperity key. Now, that won't happen through one conversation, but I certainly can direct you to a place where you can find out a little bit more about what that is. And it's not code, not code for sales, for sales call, I think as a parent. You absolutely can hire me. The answer is yes. Uh, but let's have a conversation around so much more than just what that looks like. Okay. Last but not least, um, being authentic. What does that look like for you? You have an opportunity to sit. And I have like seconds left here. You have an opportunity to sit within yourself and ask yourself, what do you truly, truly desire in life? And who do you want to be? And what are you most passionate about? And what areas of your life, perhaps maybe, are you not being authentic? You're putting airs on, like you're pretending to be something or someone that you're not. What would totally light you up? How do you want to show up? Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Ranchelle returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.